Well, hey, good afternoon, and again, welcome to Alive Family Church. We're so glad to have each and every one of you guys joining us both here in person, and thank you for all of you guys tuning in online. Hey, Merry Christmas from our family to yours. If we don't get a chance to say it to you personally, uh, man, this is one of our favorite times of the year. I don't know about you guys, we love Christmas. Christmas is so special, and there's nothing like gathering with your family and friends, lighting a candle, lifting up the, uh, and celebrating the birth of our Savior together. And here's the deal, in case you don't know, tomorrow's Christmas. Hello. Kids, how many more days? Barely even one, yeah, like you've been asking your parents for the whole month, like it's tomorrow, right? And uh, tomorrow we get to celebrate that, but hey, um, you know, for the few minutes that I have, I'm going to be a, a little more brief than I normally on, uh, on, on this message, but hey, I think it's really important that we take some time to pause from our busyness, the hustle and bustle of the season, and I love Christmas Eve and these types of services because it allows us the opportunity to pause and focus our hearts and focus our minds on the real purpose and the real meaning for the season, right? And as many of you know, and it doesn't hurt to get another reminder that Christmas isn't all about the stuff. It's not all about the presents. It's not all about the fun that surrounds it. It's all about Jesus, right? And, and um, God's presence, see what I did there, presence or presence? It's all about God's presence and encountering our Savior and having a relationship with him. However, because of Christmas and the traditions that we have, and we, we get in on this too, many of you guys participate in giving of gifts to each other on Christmas, which we think is awesome. I want to talk for just a second about the list. Everybody say list. You all know about the list. What I'm talking about is Christmas list. How many of you, show of hands, have made a Christmas list this year? Let me see a show of hands, okay. A couple kids, a couple adults. Don't be shy. Come on, adults. We do that too sometimes. You probably got that thing you're thinking about, right? I'll tell you what, ever since I've been little, and I can remember, I've been making a Christmas list. Back in the early 90s, they used to, JCPenney used to send this big old fat catalog called the JCPenney Christmas Catalog. That was a cool day in our household. Me and my younger brother would fight over that catalog. We'd rip out pages and circle things that we want and add them to our list, right? Now, this year, I mean, our kids got an Amazon catalog. Some of them, don't, you don't even need a catalog. Our phones and our devices are listening to us all year long. They already know what you want, how much it costs, and they will market it to you every single minute of every single day, right? Praise God for software. And the older we get, the, the lists get digital. They become a note on our phone, a Google Doc, or simply no list at all. We just are excited about the holiday. But whether we like to admit it or not, there's probably all some things that we could need or want this Christmas. Go with me. Some adults. Anybody want a new golf club out there, all right? Yeah, a new driver or something. Maybe, maybe ladies, a spa day, right? Does that sound very nice? How about just a straight-up Amazon gift card? Do what I want with it. And in two days, that goodness will be at my front door, right? Or, or maybe a new tool, fellas. New tool, a new appliance, something to, to go in the work shed, right? Or, or, or maybe that Christmas bonus at work, right? Jelly of the month club, Clark, all right? You know what I'm talking about? We could put in a pool, all right? So, uh, and kids, you guys probably have some stuff on your list too, right? Depending on your age, a toy or a game. And now they're like getting more expensive, a tablet, a phone. It's like, okay, right? A, a, a pet. Uh, our family has had a big debate over the years. Do we do pets? And we haven't caved yet, uh, but that keeps making it onto the top of the list, right? Nothing wrong with us wanting stuff around Christmas and nothing wrong about receiving gifts. It's really fun to do that. But I believe as we spend the next few minutes together and we look to God's word, I believe he wants to remind us of what should be at 
the top of our list every single Christmas, every single year. And so for the remainder of our time together, I want to share a message titled with you simply, Give Me Jesus. Everybody say, Give Me Jesus. Give Me Jesus. Let's pray and then we'll dive right in. Heavenly Father, we love you so much. We thank you for this time to gather with our family, our friends, our loved ones, to celebrate this special time, this special season, and to celebrate the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Lord, let our heart cry today and always be give me Jesus. Show us through your word as as we look to the Christmas story, the different characters and how they had an attitude of pursuit of you and said, give me Jesus. May that be true in our own lives today and in this holiday season. Lord, we love you so much and we ask you, Holy Spirit, to now speak to us, encourage us, minister to us like you do best. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody agreed said, amen. And so as we look to the Bible, And we look to the Christmas story and the events surrounding the Christmas story. We meet a lot of different characters, right? We see a lot of different characters. And I want to look at a few of them because I believe there's an angle here that sometimes we can miss of this give me Jesus pursuit of the Savior. Now we're going to look at a few together. And we're not going to look at the obvious today because we've talked a lot about them. But Mary, how many of you guys know? Pregnant, nine months pregnant, riding on a donkey. How many of you know by the end of that ride she was saying, Give me Jesus right now, right? And Joseph, he's like, I don't know if this is all true. An angel came to me and said, my wife's going to be pregnant by the Holy Spirit. How does that work? Uh, I hope this isn't just some random dude's kid coming out. He was like, give me Jesus, right? But for the sake of our time, we're going to dive into a few other people surrounding the Christmas story. The first one I want to highlight are the shepherds. And if you guys were here this past Sunday at Holly Jolly Sunday, we talked to quite in length about the shepherds, how they're called lowly shepherds, how in society and culture in that day, they weren't uh, very highly esteemed, right? They couldn't even uh, testify in the court of law. Their word was not a valid testimony, right? They didn't have a good reputation, yet the angel of the Lord decided to announce the, some of the very first people about the birth of Jesus to these shepherds in the field. And in addition to that one announcement, they saw a whole host of angels, something they'd never seen before. And we pick up in Luke uh, chapter 2, verse 15. I want to read this. It says, when the angels had left them, they had gone into heaven. The shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing which has happened, which the Lord told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in a manger. And so why do I talk about this? Why do I bring this up? Well, here's the deal. What was the shepherd's response? It was, let's go to Bethlehem. The shepherds are like, let's go, man. Like, let's leave. They left their sheep. They left their job. They left their responsibility. They said, let's go to Bethlehem. Basically, what they were saying is, give me Jesus, right? They, they forsook all and they said, we got to get near this king of the Jews who was born that the angel announced to us. And it said they didn't walk casually. They didn't skip. They didn't take the slow route. They hurried. They made haste, the Bible says. They got cooking and they ran. Their pursuit, their heart in this Christmas moment, in this Christmas season was give me Jesus. And so I see as their actions to kind of display for all, all of us that What's most important in this season is, is Jesus, right? Maybe a couple thousand years later, that still, I believe, rings true to you and I. That no matter what we have on our list, no matter what we think is the most important thing in this season, it never will compare to Jesus, right? Simply give me Jesus. No job, no task, 
No party, no present can compare to getting in the presence of Jesus. Amen? Everybody say, give me Jesus. Who else do we see in the Christmas story that has this same spirit about them? We see it through the wise men or the magi. I want to read Matthew chapter 2, a few verses for you. Matthew chapter 2, starting in verse 1, it says, Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. If you skip down to verses 10 and 11 in Matthew 2, it says, When they saw the star... They rejoiced with exceedingly great joy. And when they had come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And, and when they had opened up their treasures, they presented gifts to him. Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And so we see, we see these magi, these wise men, that we know a little bit about them. And for time's sake, we won't go into all their life. But they were astrologers. They were wise and educated, and they studied the stars in the heaven, Right? And they saw the star of David, the star of Bethlehem. And their response was, where is King Jesus? Give me King Jesus. Basically, these, these wise men who were far away off said, give me Jesus, right? And what happened? They started their journey to Bethlehem in faith to follow the star. Now, Bible scholars say that this journey, uh, depending on where they actually physically departed, for, departed from, was either anywhere between 400 and 700 mile journey. And if we assume they rode by camel, which a lot of us do, uh, that would have been a two-week to a month-long journey. These astrologers, these sorcerers, they saw the star and they said, give me Jesus. And by faith, they started setting out to Bethlehem and followed this star. I also love the detail we get through the scriptures that they didn't just come to say hi and leave, right? It wasn't like they got there like, hi, baby Jesus. All right, let's go. No, they came and they worshiped him. They came and they brought gifts. They put value, right? These wealthy, these educated men put more value on Jesus than the stuff they even brought. They brought good gifts. Gold, frankincense, and myrrh wasn't some wimpy, like, uh, dollar store type Christmas present, all right? This was, this was a legit gift. These were men of wealth. And they laid all the things down of the world at the feet of Jesus and said, give me Jesus. And I don't know about you guys, that stirs something on the inside of me. Maybe you can relate. Maybe you find yourself a far way off from God right now. You're not sure if God loves you. You're not sure if you believe in God. You're not sure about this whole church thing. You got dragged. You're on drugs this morning. You're on drugs this afternoon. You got drugged to church. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and you're here because, you know, we got to do this Christmas thing so we can go open presents, right? Maybe you feel like a 400, 700 miles away from God. I believe the wise men would say, and I feel like God wants to say to you, the pursuit of Jesus is worth it. The, the, the journey ahead of you to wrestle with those questions, to wrestle with who God is and what he wants to do in your life, it's worth it. They pr provided that through the scripture. And then we also see that, hey, maybe we can get a little consumeristic around the holidays, right? Maybe we're really tied to money or possessions or gifts. I love the wise men's uh, example because they show us that there's nothing that compares to the matchless worth of Jesus, and they came and they set it down at his feet and they worshiped him. Everybody say, give me Jesus. Side note, before the wise men even got to Jesus, 
they first stopped off in Jerusalem and met with King Herod, all right? A lot of you guys are familiar with King Herod, uh, but they, he, they wanted to ask him, do you know where this Jesus was born? It says in Matthew 2, 2, verses 7 and 8, it says, Then Herod, when he had secretly called the wise men, determined from them what time the star had appeared. And he sent to them to Bethlehem and said, Go search carefully for the young child, and when, when you found him, bring him, bring back word to me that I may come and worship him also, right? Herod wanted the wise men to let him know when they found baby Jesus because he wanted to worship him. Herod was threatened by King Jesus. He was the king, and he was threatened by this other king that was supposedly born. He wanted to get rid of Jesus, right? But even Herod, even King Herod's response was, give me, Jesus, not for the right reasons, but again, another character in the Christmas story wanting to be with and see with Jesus. Even an unbelieving king wanted Jesus. And so where do we stand as well? Hey, last person I want to just encourage us with is a guy by the name of Simeon. Everybody say Simeon. He's kind of this obscure character that happens after the main birth story of Jesus that he can be kind of overlooked. But I think we can learn so much from him. A man who had been promised by God himself that he would not pass away until with his eyes he met and saw the Messiah Jesus. Powerful thing. He'd been, he's up in years. He'd never seen Jesus. He'd been holding on in faith. And the Holy Spirit leads him into the temple courts one day, the same day that Mary and Joseph are taking Jesus to dedicate him at the temple. And take a look at what happens in Luke chapter 2, verses 27 through 32. It says, So he came by the Spirit into the temple... And when the parents brought the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law, he took him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared before all the face of the peoples, a light to bring revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. What was Simeon's response? Give me Jesus. Literally. He was like, Mary, give me Jesus. And he took Jesus and he lifted up not only Jesus, but the promise of God, his whole lifelong promise, the promise he had been standing on, he held it in his own hands. He had waited a lifetime for God's promise. And I love Simeon's example because it shows us that whether we're still waiting on a promise of God to come to pass in our life or not, the wait is worth it. The wait is worth it. The pursuit is worth it. Give me Jesus. No matter if you've waited your whole life to meet Jesus. Maybe you're here and you don't even, you're not even down with Jesus. You've heard about Jesus a lot, but you've never truly experienced a personal relationship with him. It's worth it. And then I love the other part of this. Maybe there's a promise or a dream that you've been holding on to in your heart. You're getting weary. You're getting tired. Don't give up. Your heart cry, your prayer is simply give me Jesus because I've found that my dreams, my desires, my wants, all of that, they're all fulfilled and they're all found and they're all complete in Jesus. Everybody say, give me Jesus. Yes. I think it's plain to see from God's word that our, you and I's appropriate response this Christmas season is simply give me Jesus. We've seen it through Mary and Joseph. We saw it through the shepherds the wise men, King Herod, even Simeon, all of them had a give me Jesus attitude and spirit about them. And real quickly, kids, kids that are in the room, attention up here, I wanna speak to you real quick. And kids, 
felt impressed to do this. Receiving presents on Christmas, that's really cool, isn't it? Yeah, who likes, who likes receiving presents on Christmas? Let me see your hands. That's awesome. There's nothing like the feeling of having a gift under the tree with your name on it and someone, a parent says, go after it, right? There's nothing like that. But here, let me tell you something that's sometimes really hard to understand when you're younger. I remember, I know it was for me. There is no gift in this world that could ever compare to Jesus. Jesus is the best gift. He's the greatest gift. And if you ever feel like you need anything in life as you grow up, know this, that it can always be found in a relationship with Jesus. He is the greatest gift. Here's the deal. He always comes with batteries. Always. He always comes with the provision needed. Amen? He's always just what you need. You never have to return him and take him back to get something better, right? He will never embarrass you. Thanks, Grandma, for the underwear that I'm opening up in front of a bunch of random people here on Christmas morning. You gotta love the undies and sock gifts. How many know, like, I upgrade every once a year. It's called Christmas, undies and socks. Let's go. Everybody needs them, all right? Some of you are wearing your holy socks to church because you've got holes in your socks, all right? Nothing wrong with those. Jesus never breaks. He never fails. He never becomes outdated or obsolete. He grows and goes with you forever. Jesus will never become too kiddish or childish. You'll never become too cool for Jesus, and he will satisfy your soul. I just felt like I wanted to encourage all of us with that, amen? That no matter what age you are, we can connect with that. We might have a lot of great things on the top of our list and what we want and desire, but the thing our heart needs and always wants more than ever is Jesus. May our heart cry this Christmas be, give me Jesus. Let me pray for all of us. Heavenly Father, we love you so much, and we just thank you for the simple yet powerful challenge and encouragement. Give us Jesus. There's nothing else in this world that we need. There's nothing else that would satisfy us. There's nothing else that would fully complete us. There's nothing else that would bring us full joy and peace than your son, Jesus. May this Christmas we experience Jesus in a fresh and new way as we continue to pursue you. May our heart, as we carry in to our family gatherings and our Christmas celebrations, remember and may our heart be focused and our minds be focused on the true meaning for the season of Christmas. And that's Jesus. Give me Jesus. We pray this all in Jesus' name. And everybody greet said, amen, amen. And guys, that, that is our heart's prayer for you, all of us this season, that we would have this give me Jesus attitude as we go about our holiday celebrations. And, and so we're gonna take a quick moment here. We're almost done. We're gonna take a quick moment to respond. I've been to so many Christmas Eve services where we come in, we sing a bunch of songs, woo, and we leave. Man, God is here, amen? And God's got our attention right now, and God wants to do something in and through all of our lives right now. And, and as we cry out, give me Jesus, I believe he'll meet us because the Bible says you draw near to God and he draws near to you. And so we're gonna end today in maybe a little different fashion than a traditional Christmas Eve service. We're gonna sing a song of worship and response. It's a new song that we haven't sung here on a Sunday morning. It's called Give Me Jesus. Very simple lyrics, yet a powerful meaning. And if I would, I would beg to argue that although it may not be a traditional Christmas song to go out to today, 
it embodies the whole spirit and truth of why we even celebrate Christmas. Simply give me Jesus. Some of our, the lyrics we're about to sing in a few moments. You can have all this world, just give me Jesus. And then there's a bridge that we're gonna sing over and over. I don't want anyone else. I don't need anything else. You are my one thing. You are my one thing. And so as we respond to the Christmas season and this message of Christmas, the message of Jesus, the message of hope, I believe in these next few moments as we worship, as we sing, the Lord wants to give to you what you are lacking. What do you need from him this Christmas season? I'm not talking about a gift or whatever. I'm talking about his presence. I'm talking about his joy. I'm talking about his peace. I'm talking about the things that the world cannot take away from you, the eternal things. Let's go after him in these next few moments as we worship, as we sing with the team. And may you just respond, whatever that means for you, whatever give me Jesus looks like for you. Would you just receive it by faith and walk out those doors so blessed to have a Merry Christmas, not because of what you're going to get, but because of what God downloads in you in these next few moments. Amen. Would you guys jump up to your feet, stand to your feet online as well, and would you join the team in worship? And then I'll be back up to close.
for this season. You guys may take your seats, but let's just stay in this atmosphere of worship just for one more moment. The angel came to Mary and told her that she would birth the Savior, that this boy would be named Jesus, and that he would save his people from their sin. And guess what? That's exactly what Jesus did. You see, Jesus came to the earth as a baby, but as a 33 and a half year old man, he willingly laid down his life for you and I so that all of our sin would be forgiven. All the screw ups, all the mess ups, all the junk of life would be forgiven and that we could have a personal relationship with our Father God in heaven. Such a popular quoted scripture, we could probably name it, a lot of us, but so powerful. May we never forget the truth of it. John 3, 16, God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whosoever believes in him would not perish but have everlasting life. Maybe the best gift that you give yourself this Christmas is simply Jesus. Maybe some of you are here today and you're like, give me Jesus. If everybody could just bow your heads and close your eyes for just a moment, out of reverence of this moment, online too, you're here. We're with you, but no moving around. Let this moment be reverent. If you're here today and you've never received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, there's no better time than on Christmas. Let Christmas 2021 be that marked moment in the Sam where you didn't just go to church because it was the religious thing to do. Church came to you. Jesus came to you. He came down from heaven and was born as human. And he wants a relationship with you. If you want to receive Jesus and be included in this prayer I'm about to pray, would you just slip up your hand all over the room so I know who I'm talking to today? Thank you, Jesus. All over this room and online as well. Would you guys just repeat this prayer after me? Pray it from your hearts. Say, Heavenly Father, thank you for your son, Jesus. I receive him as my Lord and as my Savior. Jesus, come into my heart. Change my life and help me live a life that's pleasing to you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen and amen. Somebody celebrate with those that maybe made that decision for the first time. Praise God.